Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah. Can't hear me now. You talk. Listening. Hey, what's up? I'm here. I'm listening. Okay, I think we're good. One, two, two. I'm just gonna make sure this is. Check, check. Stomach. But I will.
Nevada. Hey there, Jordan. Yep, I'm here now. Okay, great. I hear you. Okay, good. All right, just trying to change some settings right here on the back end right quick. You want me on video also? Yeah, video's good. Okay, well, let me go back to... I can see you right now, though, so your camera is on. So. Oh, okay, okay, that's good. That's good. That's working. How was your show last night? Oh, okay. <laughs> I just did one. I just did a two-hour show just now. I'm just down getting off. <laughs> How long is your show? Um, usually an hour, but we can go however long. We go two hours. It doesn't matter. Just whatever you feel like. Well, let's just do an hour. Let's see where it goes. All right. I think uh, one year ago, it's probably the last show we did together. 
Oh, yeah. Well, it's about right. time we do another one. Right at one year, yeah. So now that I have this set up this way, you should be able to um, we'll, we'll open the phone lines and uh, you should be able to hear the, the people calling in and stuff. So. Yeah, that's good. See how that goes. All right, so. Will this be going out on the web? Yeah, we'll be live on YouTube, and then um, just in a few days, it'll be sent out to all the major podcasting apps. Yeah, okay. That's good. We'll have the video there, and then all the audio will be on this podcast. Yep. Have you covered Space Force yet? Say that again. Have you covered Space Force yet? Spaceport? Force, uh, Donald Trump's Space Force, the, oh, the no. new branch of the military. Have you talked about that much? No. Oh. I'm not really much on modern day. Yeah. I Anything. mostly think about the ancient world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How it relates to us now. Yeah. All right. So, okay, we'll go live now. So there'll be about a minute and a half where um, the intro will play. You won't be able to hear it. That'll play. And then I'll just come on really quick. Thank all the supporters. And then we'll just jump into conversation. Mm-hmm. Make sure this view looks good on here. You're good. Let's do that. You still in Denver? No, I'm in um, Flagstaff, Arizona. Okay.
All right, here we go. Like I said, about a minute and a half of silence, and then I'll come in and do a quick intro. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? This is the Truth Seeker Podcast. I'm your host, Truth Seeker. Excited, delighted to be with you guys again for another episode of the podcast. We're going to get into all things spiritual. We're going to discuss the Illuminati, dark occult secrets that are uh, at play uh, behind the veil, things you've never heard of before that affect the way that you think, the way that you operate as a human being, and you don't even know it. So we're going to get into a little bit of that uh, with my guest today, Jordan Maxwell, good friend of mine and excited again to, to speak with him and have him back on. Um, I can't go any further without saying a huge thank you to all the patrons who are supporting my work via Patreon. Um, everybody who has partnered with me, uh, we are a listener supported show and could not do this without your help. So again, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'm going to give a quick shout out to some of the latest patrons within the last week. We got two new people who have jumped on board with a shout out to Robbie Bowen, shout out to Jeremy Smith. Thank you guys for coming on board. Believe in the, in the work. If you'd like to support, head on over to patreon.com backslash true seeker. There you get access to 
my entire discography of work, which is 10 plus albums. You also get access to the School of the Mystics is something which we do every Thursday night. And uh, so if you're looking for community, looking for people who believe similar things and ideas and you want some people to roll this stuff off, many of you guys are out there by yourself. You're just watching YouTube documentaries and rolling this stuff off and you're going crazy. You need somebody to talk to. You've come to the right place. Our Discord chat is popping with a bunch of like-minded people. So if you're looking for people to uh, resonate with, make sure you check out what we're bringing to the table. And that's enough of that. We're going to jump right into this interview. I'm not going to hold them any longer. My good friend, Jordan Maxwell. Jordan, how are you doing, man? Uh, I think okay. We'll find out soon enough. (laughs) Good stuff. Always a controversial issue with you all the time. Every time you you like to get the chat riled up, everyone has something to say about it. And, uh, it's always intriguing. You know, it's always a popular podcast when I have you on and uh, you have a way of ruffling people's feathers, but it's a good thing, right? To kind of show, you know, what you really believe in and try it, test it and see if there's any validity to it, right? Well, I mean, I've always understood that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. He's like, here I am. So today, (laughs) all over the world, people are now in darkness. They know they're in darkness. They know that they don't understand how the world works. They know that they're being lied to and deceived and that criminals are running the world and the world is being run by criminals that are murderous, bloodletting criminals. And so people are waking up and now they need a teacher. They need someone to help them to understand the world they live in. And so uh, in the Bible, the Apostle Paul says in the New Testament that we we have a war not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and the world rulers of darkness. That word world rulers of darkness is cosmocratorus. It's in a Greek word, which means world rulers of darkness, cosmocratorus. And it's interesting word because it implies that the darkness that the world is in is being ruled over by certain people. <clears throat> certain people are keeping us ignorant and ruling over us in darkness so that we are totally in the dark as to how the world works, what is going on and what's coming and what has happened in the past. We don't know. So we're all in the dark. If you're in the dark, that means you don't know what you're doing. You're bumping into walls. You're bumping into all kinds of stuff. You don't know what's going on. The Apostle Paul says we have a war not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities of this world and the world rulers of darkness, the cosmocratorists. Does that word have to deal with the cosmos, obviously? That's right. That's right. World is cosmos and cratorus is rulers, world rulers. And its implication is world rulers of darkness, the people who are in power, who are lying to you. And that, my God, you don't have to go very far to figure that one out. Just listen to the world community of politicians and religious leaders that are lying through their teeth. They're making millions of dollars off of us because we're all hurting and everyone's looking for for some kind of a peace and they're praying to God for peace. And the more they pray, the worse things get because we're praying to the wrong gods. And the whole idea is that uh, the more we change, the more we stay the same. People are the same today as they've always been for thousands of years, ignorant, ill-informed, unread, 
and not caring. And they don't realize that there's just a handful of people on the earth who know what's going on and who are causing the problems, and they're doing it purposely. And like Dick and like uh, George Carlin said, it's a big club, the people who <laughs> run this world. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. You ain't in it. So they want to make sure you stay ignorant and ill-informed and unread and stupid. So that's why they're dumbing the American people down. They're dumbing us down because they don't want you asking questions. They're tired of the poor, unwashed masses wanting to ask questions of your superiors. They don't want you asking any questions. You just do what you're told to do and drink your beer and watch television and stay out of the way. And your masters will run the world for you. And you don't even begin to realize how much power you have as an individual. All you got to do is stand up and say, no, we're not going to buy it anymore. That's what I did a long time ago. I realized a long time ago how much people don't know. And I don't want to be a part of the world I live in. I want to I know what's going on. I don't want to believe anything. That's why you have so many churches. Churches are nothing more than corporations. They're business. That's why all churches are divided into denominations. They're like 20s and 10s and 50s and 100s denominations. It's an extraordinary story about how we've been misled and deceived purposely by people who are in power today who don't want you to know. I know I've, I've been doing that for years. I've been trying to educate people as to what's really going on. So that's you talk about the, uh, that of, 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 of the worlds, right, of the world rulers and the world's rulers. And there's some scriptures that says that God or, what, or Yahweh, whoever created the world's plural, you're talking about world rulers. Is this more than one of these different entities that could be that rule over different planetary systems or whatever? Yes. One another? Yeah. As a matter of fact, in the Bible, in the King James Bible, in the very first words in Genesis says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But that's not exactly correct. That's not what the original says. It doesn't say that in the original scriptures. Because in Hebrew, which is actually a Phoenician language, a Phoenician Canaanite language, there is, in fact, no such a language as Hebrew. We say that, but, we, but what we are actually, actually the case is that there is a Hebrew people, and they speak uh, their own language, which is a Phoenician Canaanite language. And therefore, the people who are not Hebrew say that the language that the Hebrews are speaking is Hebrew. No, it's not Hebrew. They are Hebrew, but they're speaking Phoenician Canaanite. The same thing like in America. Today in America, we speak American. No, it's not American. You are American, but you're speaking English. So there's a big difference there. So that's why today so many people misunderstand religion and theology and, and what's going on on the earth politically. And politically, you have to keep in mind, if you want to study how the polit- political system works, it's referred to in colleges and universities as political science. It is a science. A science means you can prove it back and forth every time. It's always the same. It's a science to it. 
So politics is a science, a political science. There is a way that has been developed to control the human race thousands of years ago. It's been known by people who are ruthless, tyrannical, uh, warlords. They know how to control the people. And today it's a political science on how to lie to and control the world of mankind. And that's what we are involved in today. All of the lies and deceptions of religion, government, secret societies, criminal organizations, criminal societies. My God, the whole world is is living in darkness. It's just an incredible story. Does the name Marjo Gortner ring a bell to you? I Marjo, child, yeah, yeah, he was the a, child a, preacher from the seventies. Yeah, from the seventies. Yeah, he was he was phenomenal. I remember watching that documentary on him. Yeah, where he was doing all the rant and raving out on the stage, and people were loving him and throwing him money and putting giving him money, and then he would go into the motel at night with his with his partners, and they would have big <laughs> suitcases full of money, dump it out in the bed, and they got plenty of money. Why? Because they're telling the people what they want to hear. Yeah. That's a secret that most people don't know. Mm-hmm. People today will always support what they want. They will yes. not support what they don't want. You know, most people, not everybody, but most people will buy clothes that they want to wear. They won't pay money to buy clothes they don't want to wear. They will go to restaurants to order food they want to eat, not yeah. what they don't want to eat. Mm-hmm. People will not pay money to support anything they don't want. Yep. They will only support what they want. And so that's why there's so many different people in the world who want different things. That's why there's so many different clothing stores that have all kinds of clothes. Why? Because there's all kinds of people. And some people want this kind of clothes. Some people want that. So you have all kinds of clothes. But people who want to cho- choose what they want to wear. Well, you have the same thing in restaurants. You've got all kinds of foods and all kinds of restaurants, but people who want different kinds of foods. So if you're going to cater to the public, you need to give the public what they want. And so in religion and theology, is the same. If yeah. you're going to run a church, it's a corporation, it's a company. So if you're going to be successful in a church, you give the people what they want. People want to hear what they want to hear. They don't want to hear what they don't want to hear. Very simple. And the one thing that history has taught us that people, generally speaking, do not want to hear, and that is the truth. They're not open to hear the truth. Yeah. People want to hear what they want to hear, not what they don't want to hear. The one thing they don't want to hear is Jordan Maxwell telling them what they believe (laughs) to be true is not true. Man, Let me give you an example. Let me give you a classic example. When I was like eight or nine years old in Florida where I grew up, I was growing up in a Catholic church. My whole family were Catholic. And in the Catholic church, when you get to be about nine or ten years old, there's something called a confirmation service that little children go to. And it's for children. It has to confirm that you are a Catholic. It's a confirmation service for children in the Catholic Church. And, and, and so we were told in the Catholic school the day before, the nuns told us that tomorrow night at the church for you children, there's going to be a confirmation service. 
and the bishop will be here. Everybody in town will be here, will be here because the bishop is coming, and he will be here. And therefore, tomorrow night after the service is over and you confirm the Catholic, if the bishop asks you, he might want to ask you that if you have any questions, he will try and answer them. Maybe he won't, but he could ask you if you have any questions, you, he will try and answer them. Now, if the bishop does that, you remember, you don't have any questions. You keep your mouth shut. You don't know nothing. You don't ask nothing. You don't know nothing. But keep your mouth shut if he asks you. So the next night after the service was over, all the girls sat on one side of the church and all the boys sat on the other. And the bishop, when he was through and the service was over, he said, now that you are confirmed Catholic, I will, as your bishop, I will try and answer any questions that you might have about your religious beliefs. And so everyone knew, all the kids knew, you don't have any questions. So I stood up. I wanted to make sure that the nuns and everybody in the church, it was crowded, make sure everybody knows who I am. I stood up so there's no misunderstanding. And I said, yes, Bishop, I have a question. I said, my father works with torches, like a welder. I said, and I played with torches. He's let me hold torches before. And I said, my question to you is, if I was holding a torch and it was on fire, and if an angel appeared to me, if an angel appeared to me, could I put, hit him with the torch? Would it burn him? And would it hurt the angel if I hit him with the torch? And he said, no. And I said, why not? And he said, well, something to the effect that Fire is a natural phenomenon. You have to have a wood or plastic or, or paper or something that will burn because fire is a natural thing on the earth. And I said, I understand that, but can I burn an angel? He said, no, you can't burn an angel. I said, why not? He said, you can't even see an angel, much less burn an angel. And the reason is because angels are spirits, and you can't burn a spirit. And I said, well, if you can't burn a spirit, no, you cannot burn a spirit. I said, well, then why am I concerned about going to hell where my spirit will burn forever if, I, if you can't burn a spirit? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Why am I going to hell to burn my spirit will burn forever if you can't burn a spirit? And so I realized then that adults do not know what's going on. Here is a man who's called a bishop and never thought about that. Most people will wonder what in the world was that question. They never heard of such a stupid question yeah. like that. And so it occurred to me that so many people do not know what's going on. They have done no research. They don't read anything. They don't question anything. And therefore, they don't know anything. And so I learned a long time ago, don't listen to what people are telling you. Do your own homework. Do your own thinking. I'm not, I don't consider myself to be one of the common people. I'm not common. I'm not a member of any community. You know, we have the gay community, uh, the black community. The word is community, communism. I'm not a communist. I'm not a Marxist-Leninist. This is what we got going in America today. We have a Marxist-Leninist communist philosophy in our government. The Democratic Party is nothing more than a communist operation in America because all communist countries, think about it, all communist countries going back to the 1950s, 
All communist countries are always referred to as the People's Democratic Republic. We have today the People's Democratic Republic of North Korea, the People's Democratic Republic of Cuba, the People's Democratic Republic of China, the People's Democratic Republic. And this is why America today is all over the world to spread democracy. Democracy is 47 white men hanging one black. That's democracy. The people have spoken, 47 to one. So what you going to do about it? That's democracy. It's called corporate democracy. It's not a people's democracy like in ancient Greece. It's a corporate democracy. And so democracy is nothing more than communism, Marxist-Leninist Soviet communism. Democracy. To hell with democracy. I do my own thinking. I'm not a common man. I do uncommon things. I think for myself. And I don't buy what the corporations are putting down. I don't buy into religions and cults and secret societies and government. I don't give a damn about your silly courts and all this so-called law. There is no law in America. There's only what a judge says it is. There is nothing chiseled in stone called law in America. There is no law in America. In the Bible, it talks about in the book of Revelation, there will come a time when there will come something called the man of lawlessness. The man of lawlessness is a term used in the book of Revelation. A man of lawlessness. The implication is that there will be no law. And I used to think as when I was younger, what do you mean no law? My God, you go to a law library, you've got nothing but thousands of books full of laws. We're the most law-abiding people on the earth. No matter what you do, you're breaking a law. And so we mean we're lawless. Now I understand. Now that I'm older, I understand the scripture says that in the last days will come a man of lawlessness. We are a lawless country. We have no laws in America. And how to understand that correctly is that when you go into a court, the judge will explain to you, we don't care in this court what the law book says. So don't bring a law book into this court. The law is whatever I say it is. When I say something, that is the law. Whatever I decide, that's what the law is. It doesn't matter what the law written down is. There is no written law. We don't care about the written law. We decide whatever it is I want to do, whatever I say it is, that's what the law is. And so, you know, you can show me all the law books that say you are right, and I don't care. I'm sending you to prison anyway because I don't like it. I don't like your looks. I'm going to teach you a lesson. There ain't no law. The law is what I say it is. Yeah. And so, therefore, the cop, when he, stops you in the, when he stops you in the car, when he comes up to the car, you're not going to tell him about the law. He is the law. He's carrying a gun. You better wake up and find out he is the law. He's got a gun. And, and not even suffer consequences. That's it. And if you want to tell him, well, the law says, he don't care what damn what the law says. He's not here to, uh, to officiate over the law. He's just going to throw you in jail. And you talk to the judge and tell him what the law is. Mm-hmm. So therefore, in America, you don't have a rule of law. You have a rule of criminals. The entire superstructure of Western Christian civilization is a criminal empire. 
All over the world, we are the law. Why? Because we got the guns that were bigger than you. So when we decide we want to go into another country and do something, we're not asking you. We're telling you that's what we want. If you don't like it, then we'll send the Marines in and you'll wish to hell you'd have never been born. We'll kill all of you. We'll bomb your place out. We'll kill people across the board to teach you a lesson. We're not asking you for anything. We're telling you. Because there ain't no law. There is no international law that protects nations, that protects the people. Bottom line is there is no law. The law is what is said by the people in power. It's the golden rule. He who has the goal makes the rules. Makes the rules. Yep. Um, going back to, you know, the false prophet type deal and the people looking for, uh, you know, paying for what they want, spending money for on what they want. I remember when I was, I found out about false prophets and then looking at some of the guys on TBN and the big money guys or whatever. And I'm studying false prophets and seeing what they teach versus what the Bible teaches. And I begin, I begin to kind of like, you know, blog about them and put this references in my songs about the false prophets leading people astray. And I was mad at those preachers. I was mad at Benny Hinn. I was mad at Creflo Dollar. I was mad at these guys. But then as you keep reading the scriptures, like tell you that it doesn't matter who's up there, that the people, like you said, the people will find someone to tell them what they want to hear. So the people are the ones paying those people, the pastors to be up there. They're giving their money every week because they're telling them what they want to hear. So the people, uh, will we would out. say that they are being propagandized. We say that these preachers are propagandizing yeah. the people. But remember, propaganda does not deceive you. Propaganda helps you to deceive yourself. You are buying into it. You you look at these silly-ass preachers <laughs> with their diamond rings and their effeminate haircuts and their jet planes and their $7 million mansions, and they're out there doing their tap dance on the stage and entertaining you with all kinds of silly-ass bullshit that they call religion and telling you what you want to hear so that they will make millions off of you. They're telling you what, they, what you want to hear, and they know it, and they, they know what they're doing is lying to you, and they know that. They figure you're so stupid, why bother to tell you? Just tell, them what they, tell, them, tell the people what they want to hear in the church, and they will support you. And this way you don't have to go to work. You can sit in your $7 million mansion and fly around the world and have your girlfriends and your boyfriends, and you don't have to... You, know, you don't have to live like the common people. Mm-hmm. These people who are you know, preachers on television, they ought to be put into prison and beaten into prison. They are nothing more than a bunch of criminals and scavengers ripping the people off with lies and deception. It's an incredible story where theology comes from and what religion is really all about. Well, give us a little bit of info on the steeple that's in the church. I know you got some info on like the phallic worship and things like that, the steeple and even pulling in energy and things like that to kind of keep the people lulled. Do you have any info on that? Oh, heaven, yes. There's <laughs> uh, so much out there. I don't even know where to start. Church well, steeples, if you look up the word in the encyclopedia, church steeples, a steeple is a male erection. It's a, and that's what we call it. It's been erected. This church steeple was erected. The erected comes from the word erection. 
And so a church steeple is a male erection. Okay, and therefore, uh, that's why in Washington, D.C., you have the Washington Monument, which is an obelisk, an Egyptian obelisk. Look it up in a dictionary. You'll see an Egyptian obelisk represented a male phallic as an erection. And the male phallic, which we call the Washington Monument, when it's an erection, is connecting to the female ovaries, or what we call the oval office. The Oval Office is the female ovaries. And so the Washington Monument is the male erection connecting to the female Oval Office. Osiris? Modern-day religion, so much of modern-day religion, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam all come from the same source. Most people do not know that because they don't study theology for 50 years. I'm just telling you what the truth is. I don't care how you accept it or don't accept it or don't understand it and don't want to hear it. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to tell you what the truth is. About time somebody told you the truth. Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, all three come from the same root. It's Hinduism. Go back to the Hindu religion in ancient India and you will begin to see all the stories that are talked about in Judaism and in Christianity and Islam all can be traced back in history to Hinduism. The Hindus came up with the idea of a Messiah. The Egyptians picked it up from the Hindus and they perfected the idea of a Messiah. There is no such a thing as a Messiah. And there is nobody coming back to save you. Nobody is coming back to save the world. Nobody's ever come back to save the world. And the reason why is because it's very, very difficult to make a big comeback when you've never been anywhere to start with. And so you're not going to make a big comeback because you've never been anywhere to begin with. And so, therefore, Jesus is not coming back because he was never here to start with. It's a story. The Bible is called the the Holy, the Holy Bible is called the greatest story ever told. It's a story. It's an encoded metaphor. It's an encoded metaphor, symbolic story that's telling you something very important right in front of you, and you don't see it. <laughs> don't it's even a metaphor. Know. Yeah. So on the uh, on the phallic symbol and stuff, staying on that a little bit. And I've heard you mention. You know, if you want to become a pastor, you want to become a missionary, you have to go to a certain school, and it has yeah. to deal with, with that as well, right? That's right. If you want to be a minister in this world today, you better go to a university as called a seminary. Is there, is, there, is there something in that we're missing? You're going to a seminary to become a minister? Why? Because the religion is all about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It's all about sex. Everything to do with religion is inculcated in the concept of sex. And we call Jesus the Messiah. He was anointed. And that's a term that's used in Christianity and in all the pagan religions was to be anointed. Well, anointing has to do with sex. The sex between male and female, the sex period, was referred to by the ancient world as anointing. And this is why today 
even in England today, when the queen or king is is, uh, anointed to be king, it's a religious ceremony in the church. And the the, uh, Archbishop of Canterbury, the head of the uh, English church, will take a silver spoon. That's because the royalty are born with a silver spoon in their mouth. And he, he will take a silver spoon into a bowl of oil collect up the oil on the spoon <clears throat> and pour it on the head of the woman. And after he's poured the head, poured the oil on her head, she is referred to as have been anointed by God to be the queen. That's the anointing is pouring the oil on her head. Why is it called anointing? I thought Jesus was anointed. I thought the Messiah is anointed. No, anointing was used by all the ancient the rulers of the world. To become a king or ruler, you had to be anointed, pouring oil on your head. So therefore, when you say Jesus, the anointed, or Jesus was anointed, no, anointing means sex. Because in the ancient world, before males had sex, they would lubricate their their male, their male <laughs> erection with oil. <laughs> yeah, and so that's why they were anointed. And so the kings would anoint all the young women of the, of the town. He was a big anointing. He was the anointed king, pouring oil on the head of the penis for sex. That's where it comes from. It may sound silly, but that's exactly where it yeah. comes from. No, no, there's a lot, there's a lot right of it. <clears throat> so it has to do with sex anointing. <clears throat> Uh, I want to let everybody know if you guys want to call in and ask a question. I do see a lot of um, questions in the chat, but uh, I'm trying to do the the call in feature. Just call in, and uh, we'll put you through to Jordan Maxwell. We got him for a few minutes tonight, and uh, we'll try to take you on. And um, I just want to make sure it's working too. So if you guys want to uh, jump on here, make sure you take advantage of that while we have him tonight. Um, wanted to ask you a little bit too about. Um, synchronicity have you ever have you had any increased synchronicities lately i know a lot of people like when you're on that path you start seeing the numbers the signs right lining up are you still seeing i am numbers continually seeing that's what i do that's what that's what i call myself doing it's called pattern recognition is what i do i see the patterns of bullshit everywhere I can see it. Well, I can see it in government, <laughs> I can see it in religion. Yeah, I can see it in yeah. government, religion, and all over the world. I see lies in government or the same kind of lies in religion, mm-hmm. the same kind of lies in education and law enforcement. It's all lies. It's all a bunch of lies. <clears throat> so, I, yeah, I do that. I do see a lot of synchronicity. And it's, it's strange how that happens. I do believe that there is a great spirit. I do believe in God, so to speak. But I I understand what the word God means. God is simply the word dog spelled backwards. And this is why we have church dogma, because Mm -hmm. the dog spelled backwards is God. And it's a fascinating world when you get into theology. Because the very word for God in the ancient Greek world was the, T-H-E. The was a, a word for God. And so we, if you're going to study God, it's called theology. Ology is a study of something like bi- biology. 
<clears throat> terminology. Ology means a study of. And therefore, theology is a study of God because God is T-H-E. Therefore, when I ask you, you say you're working for some man. I say I work for the federal government. I work for the president. Therefore, I work for the man. You're working for a man, the. You you have a car. Yeah, I have a Maserati. I got the car. And so when we emphasize the word the, it has to do with the Greek understanding of God. It's the highest you can get is the. And so the is God. So the study of God is called theology. And therefore, in the ancient world, people in the ancient Greek world would go to an open-air theater. And it was a place to learn about God in ancient Greek. And that's what we have today is a theater. It's called the God Show. People go to church. As a theater, everybody pays and sits in a seat, and they're entertained with a movie, and they're entertained with something holy, and it makes them feel very holy, and it makes them feel that they've done something important. And so they're going to a theater to learn about theology, a God, never realizing that the church is nothing more than a corporation. Like I said, it's divided into denominations. It's a business. And it's a business to just control you. It's a way of controlling the human mind. And I, I've, I've gone all through this for years. I've talked with all the experts over the years. And this is why I always try and say, at least on each radio show, I am not the world's foremost authority on anything. <clears throat> but I'm a, I am just an ordinary man pursuing extraordinary knowledge. I'm fascinated with all the dark lies and deceptions of the world I live in. I want to know. I don't want to believe. I want to know for sure. I don't want to believe anything. The government doesn't want to believe. They have things called CIA, which is Central Intelligence Agency. They don't want to believe that you're all right. They want to damn well know. They're going to listen to your conversations. They're going to watch where you go, where you spend your money. And they have all these different social networks on the web so they can see what you look like. They can know where you live. They can hear what you're saying. So if they want to get rid of you, they'll know exactly where you live. They'll know who your friends are. They'll know what you look like. They'll know your family. They'll know everything. Why? Because you told them. Yeah. Here I am. Here's what I believe. Well, we don't Tell like them. When you're, going to the store, when you're going to the bathroom, they're tweeting about it, texting it. That's right. You know, I'm on vacation with the family, you know, all of this kind of, they know that you're, nobody's at your house, those kind of That's things. Right. That's exactly right. It's all to control you. They don't care about you. They don't give a damn about you. Government doesn't care about you. It's caring about the investment. This is why <clears throat> if you're going to drive a car in California, you have to have, <clears throat> you have to have uh insurance and you have to buckle yourself up why do you have to buckle up to drive a car it has to do with commerce look up the word commerce commerce you think means business no commerce is if you look it up in a law dictionary commerce means sex as a commercial thing as buying as a as a buy and sellers market commerce on the law book means sex Look up the word Congress. Congress. We have a United States Congress. Look up that word in a law book. 
it will tell you congress comes from a latin word for sex there's co-rest and there's congress congress means sex so therefore you're doing business with sex that's why if you're going to get married you have to have a marriage license because it's a business and if your business thank god it's none of my business it's your business but whatever whoever you're married that's your business none of my business but the problem is that if you get married and it doesn't work out you're not going to god you're going to court and you bring your house and your money and your car and everything else you think you own but you're going to court right why because it's a business the whole thing that's why you have to have a license to do business as a business license that's why you have to have a license to be a minister it's just a business you got to get a permit from the federal government to allow you to be a minister of the lord <clears throat> why because it's all based on government control <clears throat> it's a big story you have know, you um, have you kept up with um what recently happened to Alex Jones being uh, deplatformed and pulled from all the social media sites and ha- every, <clears throat> everything pulled him and just kind of wanted to, uh, you know, deplatform him. And they said it comes from the 1984 book. There was a, there was a, uh, a term that was used that pretty much just, uh, you know, he e- erases that person's memory off the internet and all this. <clears throat> stuff. Not, yeah. It was called persona non grata. There it is. Sana Nagrada, I first heard about it in relation to the Soviet Union. When the government in the Soviet Union decided they don't like you anymore, you're not a good communist, you're thinking too much, you educate yourself and start thinking too much, and therefore you're no longer a member of the common people. You're starting to think like the leaders. You're starting to get in the way because you think too much and you talk too much. And you're causing the common people to start questioning things so they will put you to death. And the way they did it in the Soviet Union under communism, you became what they call persona non grata. Persona is your name that don't exist. You don't even exist anymore. Don't even bring his name up. That's the same thing in the Jewish religion. If you do something against the Jew, he will actually have a ceremony. And the ceremony is to is to commemorate your death. There's <clears throat> an actual ceremony that Jews pre- perform which celebrates your death, that you died officially, and therefore you're through, you're out. You mess up one time in Judaism and you're out. And you're a persona non grata. Your name don't even exist, don't even bring his name up. Mm. So if you need help, forget it. Ain't nobody around here knows who you are, and they don't want it else. So go, you know, go off and die somewhere. They've kind of done that with the history books and stuff as well, right? And changing the history and all oh, that never happened. This is what happened. Yeah, well, history is written by the victors. Whoever is a victor in, in any war will write the history, and they'll tell you what, from their viewpoint what happened. <laughs> yeah. And they won't tell you what the real story was. <clears throat> one won the war. Yeah owns the printing press that's why we say history is his story it's his story yep <laughs> whatever he said happened that's what it was because he was a victor so it's his story or what we call history mm-hmm. 
And I like what Napoleon said, history are lies that we have all agreed upon. (laughs) A bunch of lies that we've all agreed upon, so that's the history. That's it's good. not what happened, but that's the history that we've all agreed upon. Sounds good. We all agreed upon it. So we'll say that's what happened in history. <clears throat> we have a caller here from the 404 area code. I believe this is um, my friend Devin. For, caller from the 404, are you there? Hey, what's what's going on, man? Hey, Devin. Um Devin called in the first time I interviewed you, Jordan, and it was back in 2012. So Devin is on that recording as well. Devin, welcome to the show, man. You got a question? Yeah, i i, I do ha- I do have um, I do have a a, a question. I, I was I was one. I, for, for, first of all, hi, Mr. Maxwell. Hello, there, Devin. Nice to talk to you. Uh, Nice to talk. Nice to talk to you as well. I had a I had a question. I, I was um I was watching a, a a a video on YouTube. I think it was yesterday on uh, something one of my uh one of my YouTube subscribers had had did a video on, and uh he he was he was talking about um the, he was talking about the um. He was talking about the rings of Saturn disappearing, and uh, the 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 second the second sun ap- appearing and coming. The the I I just wanted to know if you if you had any information on that. Do do you know anything yep. about it? <laughs> yeah, Saturn was our original sun. The original sun in the ancient and prehistoric world was the planet Saturn. From what we can tell of the ancient world and the symbols and things that the ancient people wrote, they talked about the sun having rings, and they called him Saturn. Saturn was the name of the planet which they gave to a god. There was a god in in Rome called Saturn. And today, Saturn, the planet Saturn, is the god of the Jews. Today, the Jews worship the planet Saturn. So when you go to a synagogue, what you're doing is you're going to worship the planet Saturn. Most people don't know that. Most people don't know. And most Jews don't know that they are going to worship the planet Saturn. But it's all there. If you just do their homework, you'll find out that Saturn is the god of the Jews today. And we know that Saturn existed many, many, many thousands of years ago. But according to that knowledge that we have of the ancient and prehistoric world, the planet Saturn was much, much closer to us than it is today. The, the solar system we have today is not the solar system we had 10,000 years ago or 12, 15, 20,000 years ago. It was different. Mars is not right. where it is today. Jupiter is not where it is today. The sun is not where it is today. It was totally different. And so back at that time, many, many countless thousands of years ago, the planet Saturn was very close to us, extremely close, so that people living then would go out in the evening and they would see one half of the sky was the planet Saturn. That's how close Saturn was to us. It would dominate the sky. 
And with the sun hitting Saturn and, and reflecting off of Saturn, it would hit the Earth. And so we thought the sun was Saturn. We call it the black sun, the hidden sun. And today, the Saturn, the planet, is called the black sun. And the symbol for the planet Saturn is the color black. This is why judges wear black robes. Rabbis wear black robes. Catholic priests and wear the, black robes. And, the, uh, and the, when you graduate the symbol, college, you the, wear black robes. The, 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 symbol, the symbol for the Nike sneaker, the, the ring of Saturn is on it. I, rem- I remember you taught me that. Yep. It's very interesting the way things are put in, you know, put right in front of you, but you didn't see them. It never right. occurred to anyone to look at, to question why we have certain symbols and emblems. And if you go back to the old Phoenician Canaanite encyclopedias about the Phoenician Canaanite language, you will find that the planet Saturn was referred to as L, E-L. L was the planet Saturn. Go look it up in a dictionary. L was the god Saturn, with the god, and the, the Jews called him the Lord of the Rings. There you go. L got Jews in Hollywood who ah. making movies about Lord of the Rings. So L is God in Hebrew today. L is God and L is Saturn. So when you hear the oh. Jews talk about God, the word for God in Hebrew, in the, in the Phoenician language, which we call Hebrew, the word for God is L. And L is Saturn. That's why the Jews on Saturday, Saturn's day, they go to Temp L. This is why you have a Temp L. They go to worship the planet Saturn in the Temp L. Temp L is the house of God, the house of L. L is Saturn. Here's a a comment. Oh, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. The Kaaba in Islam, the, the black stone that's being worshipped, said that's to even right. come from Saturn. Is that correct? That's okay. right. It supposedly came from outer space, mm-hmm. and they think it came from Saturn. And so that's why the Kaaba in Saudi Arabia is a square black building, because that is, a, that is the astronomical symbol for the occult world. In the occult world, the people who really know the subject of occultism, uh, Saturn is always pictured as a black square. And this is why today you have so many people building, uh, you know, public buildings which are black squares. The Kaaba is a black square. And the right. Islamic, Islamic uh, followers, they march around the black square seven, seven times. They, they circle, circle, uh, circle the black square. Why? Because we have rings around Saturn, and that's what the Islamic do. They ring around Saturn. <laughs> and they don't know that they're worshiping the planet Saturn, and nobody tells them, and so we let them do whatever they want to do. Let them worship whatever they want to, do whatever they want to, because they don't know that ignorant, ill-informed, and unread, they don't know that Yahweh is the same as Allah. Allah, the God of Islam, is the same as the Jewish God, Yahweh. In Hebrew, it's mm-hmm. Yahweh, and, and, and in Arabic, it's, it's Allah. And Allah and Yahweh is the same 
god. It's a moon god. So the Jews were moon worshippers. Right. And that's why today it's interesting. If you go on my website, go to jordanmaxwellshow.com. My website, you're hearing my voice saying it. So don't ask me, is this really your website? <laughs> you're hearing me saying it. My so website I've, is... I've, I've, been on your, I've been on your website before. I'm familiar with it. Jordan Maxwell Show. Dot com right. is my website. Nothing else. Anything else is not my website. JordanMaxwellShow.com. If you go on JordanMaxwellShow.com, you will see a little banner that says Jordan Maxwell Research Society. You click on that and you can join. You can join my research society in which I have all the pictures, documents, all the materials that I've been talking about for years. It's all on there. It's not all on there yet because I've got thousands of articles on videos and audio tracks and documents and white papers and research papers and all kinds of stuff and pictures galore showing you what is really going on. And there's only so many hours in the day that my webmaster can work on my website. So it's not everything is on there yet, but it's all going to be on there. Hopefully, if I stay alive long enough, I'm feeding him stuff all the time, and he's putting it up on my website. So if you want to follow my work and find out what's actually going on in the world and find out all the lies and deception you've, you've been told, go on my website to Jordan Maxwell's show and join my research society. It's all right there on the front page. I'm a member of it. A lot of good stuff. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. Hey, thank you for the call, Devin. Um, Jordan Christie wants to know, Christie folks in the chat, and she says she thought that Satan or Shaitan is where we get the understanding for Saturn. Is that, is there any, any connection with Satan in Saturn? Uh, I think that there's in Protestant Christianity they have made a connection. I don't really think that Satan and Saturn have much to do with each other. Mm-hmm. Not really. But I think the church has propagated those ideas. You know, if you take the word evil and put a D, as in David, put a D in front of the word evil becomes devil. Yeah. And take an O out of the word good. And the root word for good, take an O out of good, becomes God. God is good and the devil is evil. It's just words, terms and words. And so you need to understand that theology is a study of God. And when you find out what God means and where it came from and what the word church means, uh, people tell, talk about going to church and they talk about Jesus the Christ and have no idea in the world what Christ means. Have no idea in the world. You wouldn't use that word Christ if you knew what it meant. And you wouldn't use the word church if you actually knew what church meant, where it came from. Or Amen? Uh, Amen? No, yeah. Uh, it's interesting where these words have come from. Church comes from the Scottish, from the people of Scotland. If you're going to, if you're Sunday Sunday morning, if you're a Christian, you go to church, but it's in England. England is called church, but in Scotland, you don't go to church. You go to Kirk, K-I-R-K, 
or K-E-R-K. Kirk in Scottish is church in English. And so that's why you have a Captain Kirk on Star Trek. Captain Kirk is Captain Church. He's the captain of the church. Kirk is church in Scottish. And therefore, the church has taken you where no man has gone before. That's right. They've been taking you for a long time, and you're still taking you. And so when you begin to see where the word Kirk comes from, it goes back to the, the time of the uh, Crusades back in the 13th century when the Catholic Church and the Pope sent out what we call the Crusades. The Crusaders were the Knights Templars. And they went into Jerusalem to kick out the Islamic world and take over Jerusalem for Rome. And so the Knights Templars, who were the soldiers that the Pope sent in, the, the, the Knights Templars soldiers learned a lot out of, out of the Middle East. They learned a lot about how the Middle Eastern people eat, what they eat, what they wear, what their thoughts are, how they believe, what they believe, how they war, how they do fighting. So the Knights Templars or the, or the armies that the Pope sent in to kick the Islamic out, the Knights Templars learned a lot about the Middle East. So when they came back to Rome, they brought back with them all kinds of ideas and spices and drinks and concepts and ideas. And one of the most important ideas the, the, the military brought back to Rome was the story of a goddess. Her name was Circe. Circe was a goddess in the ancient prehistoric world, the ancient world in the Middle East. Circe was a goddess. It goes back to the ancient Greek goddess, Circe. And Circe was a goddess who was able to, according to the story of, of the ancient Greek goddess Circe, that was that was believed in in the Middle East, they got it from Greece. Circe was able to be called, she was a goddess, so she was a mother. She was called Mother Circe, Mother Goddess. And so Circe in the Middle East becomes Kirk in Scotland becomes church in England. So we have Mother Church, known as Mother Kirk, as Mother Circe. Circe gives us our word circle. And so it was a three-ring circus, <laughs> Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, the three rings. And so Circe was able, according to the ancient people, Circe in mythology was able to hypnotize people. She would hypnotize them with magical spells and bring the people into her home. And when the people came in, she would lock the door behind them. And then she would magically take away their minds, take their minds from them, so they would be mindless. And then she would feed off of them. She would eat them. She would make them into animals and make them, and then she would eat them. And she would feed off of the people that she brought in with magic. Well, that's exactly what the Mother Church has done. She's fed off of the people. She brings people in with magical spells and all these wonderful, wonderful stories and all the candle lights and the, the chanting sounds very holy. And the people come into the church and to the theater and they are sucked into and they fell for the story. And now they are feeding Mother Church, Mother Circe. They are sending money to Mother Circe, giving her you know, willing now the houses, they, they give their cars, their houses, their money to the church. So she's feeding off of the people, Mother Circe, Mother Kirk, 
or mother church. So if you're going to church, just remember it's the worship of a goddess called Circe, Mother Circe, Mother Church, Mother Earth. It's now, very, what about what about those um, who would who would either believe this or teach this, but they do it openly versus hiding it or shrouding it with, hey, you can worship Jesus, but really we're worshiping these Babylonian gods through the same. You know, yeah. the same was just different names. What about the ones who are like, okay, we understand this is how energy works. We understand how this system works. We're not going to hide it. But there's a lot of people embracing some of the mysticism of music and sound and, and some of the stuff the ancients had. Like they understood how the gods work. They understood of the alliance of planets and they built their churches and monuments and structures to channel that energy. And for them, there, there was no hiding it. It was up there for the people until the dogma and all the other stuff came. So what about people who, um, who are trying to figure out how this, the music works and, and try to use it for their own good and their own, I guess, you know what I'm saying? Spirituality. What about that? Well, that's, that's what the Bible says in Jeremiah six sixteen. God says to the people in the book of Jeremiah, in the old Testament's Jeremiah six sixteen. God says to go out, go out, you people, and look up into the heavens and go back. You've taken a wrong turn, he said to the people. You've taken a wrong turn. You're wrong. Go back to the old way. <laughs> old way is where the real truth is, is in the old way. Yeah. And so the people were told by God, go back to the old way. Look it up in, Gen- in uh, yeah. Jeremiah 6.16. What do you mean old there, way? There you'll find rest. That's right. There you'll find rest and you'll get what you're looking for if you go back to the old way. Well, that's important because the very word Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the light. I am the way. But what you don't know is if you go to encyclopedias on religion and do the research, you will find that in the ancient world, the Zodiac was called the way because it was the sun went on its way and it went through the 12 signs of the Zodiac. So the sun was on his way. And so the Zodiac became known as the way. And therefore, original Christians were worshiping the Zodiac. And so they were called yeah. people of the way. And Jesus yeah. said, I am the way. Well, Jesus yeah. is God's son, S-U-N, not S-O-N. And Jesus had 12 apostles or 12 followers. Yeah. just like Joseph had 12 brothers and 12 tribes of Israel. The 12 is the 12 signs of the Zodiac, the 12 months of the year. And so Jesus is going through the 12 signs as 12 apostles, 12 followers. And so Jesus represents, he said, I am the way and the light. Well, that's what the sun is, the way and the light. Mm-hmm. The zodiac is the way. Go. So God says, go back to the old way. The and Milky the old way. way is the zodiac. You if you understand what, word, uh, understand what the word God's kingdom. We hear all about God's kingdom. Nobody has up till now ever figured out God's kingdom is so obvious that nobody saw it. It's been, it's been around for thousands of years, God's kingdom. We humans put other life forms on the earth into particular brackets. We call birds or in blocks. 
fish are in schools, uh, cows are in uh, are in, in herds. You know, is it? Yeah. Um, what's the word? The idea is we put animals into different different terms for different groups of animals. Uh, ants are in colonies, fish are in schools, geese are in flocks. You got work for everybody. Well, what what kind of creatures do we humans put into a kingdom? What what kind of creatures creatures do we say is in a kingdom? Have you ever thought about that? It's called the animal kingdom. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Yeah. Animals are in a kingdom. Where do you find the word animal? Animal goes back to an ancient Greek word for an animal, and the ancient Greek was zodio, was a zoo. This is why we have today animals in a zoo, because zodiological is a word for animals, and animals are in a zoo. And so when you have a zoo full of animals, the animal kingdom, the zodiac, comes from the word zoo, zodiac, as the animal kingdom. And that's true because the animals are represented in the signs of the zodiac. And the zodiac, as I said, was always referred to by the ancient Romans as the way. The sun goes on his way. (laughs) And he's going through his way. And Jesus said, I am the way. And so in Genesis 1.28, in Genesis, the first chapter was that God created the earth and he created the, the bright light for the day and the lesser light for the night and all the smaller lights uh, he, for the night. And then it says in Genesis 1, and he created the stars also. That's interesting. Uh, he would say he created the lesser light for the night and the bright light for the day, which is the sun and the moon, and all the smaller lights for the night. And then it says, and he created the stars also. Well, I thought the smaller lights at night were the stars. No, no. Stars is something that the word stars in that ancient scriptures meant the astrological constellations were called the stars. And this is why the ancient world were able to navigate around the world, the seafaring ships of the ancient mm-hmm. world would be able to go all the way around the earth. Why? They're navigating by the stars. They can read the stars and know what direction they're going into. So the ancient world said, and this is in in the Middle Ages, during the Middle Ages, in Christianity it said, that if you don't understand the stars, and the word star was A-S-T-A-R, A-S-T-A-R, is the way they spelled it back then in the Middle Ages. Today, we drop the A and just say S-T-A-R. But the way it was spelled back in the earliest Middle Ages was A-S-T-A-R, A-S-T-A-R. And so the, the church basically said, if you don't understand your life in relation to the A-S-T-A-R-S, then your life is going to be a dis-A-S-T-A-R. And this is a, where we get the word disaster, which means a dis-A-S-T-A-R. It's going to be because you don't know how to read the stars. Your life is going to be a mess. You're going to really screw up your life if you don't understand the influence that the stars have on you. Your life will be a dis-ass star. Mm-hmm. 
And so the kingdom of God is actually the zodiac is the kingdom of God. And it says, let the, let these let the light be for a sign, as in Genesis 1. And let the light, the stars, God created the stars and said, let them be for a sign. Look up the word in the encyclopedia for, and the Jewish encyclopedia for stars. Let the stars be for a sign. Look up the word sign, and it will tell you that word is O-T-H, Oth, which in Hebrew means the zodiac. So God is saying he created the stars. No, the stars are the zodiac constellation. And yep. then God said, let the stars be for a sign. Well, that's what we call the zodiac, the signs of the zodiac. And we're told in the last days we're going to see signs in the heavens. You can see signs in the heavens all the time. There's, uh, all 12 signs are in the heavens. Yep. So signs in the heavens. And therefore, we're told in the book of Re- Revelation, that in the last days there will come a terrible catastrophe on the earth and that there will be signs in the heavens. Well, of course, there are 12 signs in the heavens. And you've heard that song, Christians have sung for hundreds of years, in my father's house are many mansions. That's a misunderstanding of the words. Go back and read the original and what it says is in my father's abode are many houses not my father's house or many mansions no mansion is a word for a zodiological sign they will call mansions so when you hear a christian singing of my father's house or many mansions no it's incorrect it's correctly it's in my father's abode where does the father abode in the heavens so in my father's abode are many houses yeah 12 of them 12 houses of the Zodiac. So the Zodiac is the kingdom of God. And unless until you understand Astars, your life is going to be a dis-Astar. You don't understand how the sun works. The moon, you don't understand the influence of the moon on the earth. The moon draws the oceans of the earth. Anything that's powerful enough to pull the Pacific Ocean to it has got to be powerful. Why? Because it affects water on the earth. Well, you're 76% water. Does the moon affect you? On the new moon, we say that in a full moon, you're a lunatic. You, you act crazy on a full moon. Why? Because the moon is pulling the water in your body. It's pulling you like the, like the ocean. So the bottom line is, I'm just giving you a heads up, that God's kingdom is the, uh, is the understanding of the zodiac and of the stars and the constellations. There were 12 sets of uh, stars called the 12 constellations, which is uh, today called the 12 apostles, the 12 brothers of Joseph, the 12 tribes of Israel. There was no 12 tribes of Israel, 12 astrological signs. And this is why in the in the painting of the Last Supper, you have Jesus sitting in the middle, and he has six on one side and six on the other. In the in the painting by I think it was uh, uh, what was the painter? Uh, it was a Michelangelo, the great inventor. What was his name? The inventor in the Middle Ages. Um, well, my mind's getting old. I'm getting old. I got too many things on my mind. But if you go back to the original picture of the 12... Da Vinci's? 
Yeah, Da Vinci. Yeah. You go back to the <laughs> the the uh, yeah, Da Vinci painted the the uh, the Last Supper, and you have Jesus in the middle and six people on each, six on each side of him, and the six on each side are divided into groups of threes. So the first group is three people sitting together. The second group of three people sitting together. Jesus and another two sets of three people sitting together. Well, those three rec- uh, represent the three months of the year. That's why you have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Spring, summer, autumn, winter. The 12 months of the winter, the 12 months of the year, is the 12 signs of the zodiac, of the 12 months. And Jesus dominates the 12, so he's the sun. He's in the middle. And if you remember, Jesus on his right side, if you go back and get a picture, go on the web and get the picture of the Last Supper, you will see Jesus on his right side is a woman. One of the 12 apostles is a woman. They weren't all men. One was a woman. Why? Simple, because one of the 12 signs of the zodiac is Virgo. Virgo, the virgin. A virgin represented, it was representing a young woman, was a virgin. So Virgo, the virgin, was sitting with Jesus. That's one of the 12 signs of the zodiac. So the bottom line on, if you want to understand theology and religion, you need to go to my website and go to jordanmaxwellshow.com and then join my research society. There's a little button there. And it's all on there. And I'm putting more on every day, the more, as much as I can each day. At 78 years old, I, I want to put it all on before I leave this world. I want to put a lot of information on that will stay here after I'm gone, that people can read and understand where the different religions and the ideas of theology have come from. It's really an interesting story about how what we have been led to believe which is not true so that's what i do and that's who i am so that's what i'm trying to do is awaken the the world of mankind to what the real history of the world really is and where we've been and where we are and where we're going that's who i am jordan maxwell and that's what i do good stuff before we go here jordan um can you talk a little bit about uh, Gaia and where you stand with them? You say you're not moving forward with them at this point right now? Yeah, Gaia, I was asked, I was asked by Gaia to come to uh, Denver, Colorado to do some videos for them because they knew who I was and, they, and I'm a teacher and I do video lectures. So the Gaia asked me to come and Gaia was very, very nice to me. The people were very cordial, very nice. And the company itself was very, very, very supportive of me and and did so much.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.